You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's play it, everybody, on this Tuesday, August 7th and Wednesday, August 8th. It is another edition of Locked On Lions, your team every day. We talk Detroit Lions here on this very podcast each and every day, and we do so today off the heels of day one of two practices that the Lions held joint practices with the Oakland Raiders out in Napa. Matt Derry with you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Joining me on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, and the Matt Derry Facebook fan page as well. Today's Locked On Lions, proudly brought to you by our friends at Vivid Seats. Go to vividseats.com or download this podcast. Enter the promo code Locked On one word, to get yourself some money off your first order at vividseats.com. All right, Lions and Raiders practice today out in Napa. We'll tell you all about that, who looked good, who struggled. It was a physical day. Uh, Many of the Oakland Raiders that cover the Raiders thought the Lions did better uh, than the Raiders did today. We'll tell you who some of the stalwarts were, some of the guys that struggled as these two teams met today in the first of two joint practice sessions, which I think is a fantastic idea. And Matt Patricia mentioned it yesterday in Allen Park. He's got a good relationship with John Gruden. So this was a no-brainer, getting these two teams together, letting guys hit other guys um, you know, on another team finally uh, before the Lions open up their preseason on a Friday. We told you we're uh, sponsored today by Vivid Seats. Also coming up on the podcast today, not only will we recap what happened today, but a conversation that I had yesterday with Luke Wilson, the Lions' starting tight end. We'll play that for you. Had a chance to be down at minicamp, or I should say a training camp yesterday in AP. And as I told you yesterday, it was uh, good to be back down there. But I caught up with Luke Wilson. You'll hear that conversation coming up in a little bit right here on Locked on Lions. All right, so again, to get a hold of me on Twitter and, and to, to comment anything that you listen to, you can go to Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks. Your comments are always welcome as well on Facebook, the Matt Derry Facebook uh, fan page as well. All right, number one, practices against the Raiders out in Oakland. There's one thing we know about this football team. It showed up again today, and that is that this secondary is deep. The secondary is physical. They're big, they're strong, and they take the football away from the opposition. The Raiders' Derek Carr, their starting quarterback, who seems to be reborn under John Gruden after struggling through an injury-riddled season last year, Derek Carr threw his first interception of the of training camp and of this you know summer today to none other than, to none other than Darius Slay. And Slay was doing a lot of trash talking to the Raiders' the fans that were out there in Napa. Great thing was that all the reporters. Uh, unlike in Allen Park, where they kind of put you on a perch behind the uh, the end zones far away, they allowed the reporters to roam the sidelines today, watch the defense go against the Raiders' offense, watch the offense go against the Raiders' defense. And many of the reporters said Darius Slay was trash-talking all day and had a very good day, including an interception, a step-in-front interception of Derek Carr, his first pick of the summer. Now, not only did Darius Slay look good, but the Lions also intercepted E.J. Manuel three times. Deshaun Shedd had a pick today. Atiz Tabor had a pick today. So the Lions really feasted on the Raiders' backup quarterback and E.J. Manuel today. And this secondary continues to play very well. Quandre Diggs uh, apparently had a good day today. The competition at cornerback is there. We know Diggs can slide over, play some cover corner, as well as right now being listed as the starting strong safety on this team's depth chart. But I think number one, the biggest thing to take away from today's 
uh, practices with the Raiders has to be that the Lions secondary seems to be in midseason form. Four interceptions, one of Derek Carr and three of E.J. Manuel. So that is a very good thing. Also on the positive end is T.O. Redding, the rookie wide receiver undrafted out of Bowling Green, continues to make catches, continues to make plays. Today, Matthew Stafford went 7 out of 11 through an interception, but also through a touchdown pass to Marvin Jones. And we'll get to Marvin in a second. But this kid, T.O. Redding, at 6-1, is running by people. And you look at what the Lions are bringing to the table at receiver with Marvin Jones, with a Golden Tate. Kenny Galladay is your third receiver. Likely T.J. Jones back as your fourth receiver. A lot of competition for that fifth receiver spot. We know Jace Billingsley has been there the last couple of years. There's some others in the mix. But boy, oh boy, is T.O. Redding, uh, number 10 out of Bowling Green, really, really been impressive. And again, he got behind the defense on a couple of occasions today against the Raiders and made some plays. So that's a kid to keep watching who's had a very good camp and continues now. Remember, you're going up against a different team now. You're going up against somebody else that's scheming differently. You've been you know, running routes against the same quarterbacks who know your tendencies for two weeks. So today, fresh, fresh meat on the other side. And Redding continues to show that there might be a spot for him either on the practice squad or on this roster uh, with this uh, football team. So that is a good sign. Uh, I mentioned Stafford before throwing the touchdown pass to Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones is a stud. And I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago about could there be some guys that emerge as first-time Pro Bowlers from this Lions roster. Marvin Jones looks like, looks the part. And I saw him yesterday in Allen Park. This kid, this guy, is only 27, 28 years of age. He's in such amazing shape, and he's a physical specimen. And he just keeps getting better every year. And last year, we know about the 1,000-yard receiving season and kind of being that deep threat that Matthew Stafford was looking for. And I still don't, I wouldn't still call him a burner. I know a lot of you disagree. It's, oh, Marvin Jones has speed. What are you talking about? I'm not saying he's not fast. I just think Galladay is more of your spread the field receiver. But Marvin Jones making another touchdown catch today, a very, very good sign uh, for the Lions for sure. Ted Wynn, who's a writer for TheAthletic.com that covers the Raiders, uh, he tweeted out today, the Lions' execution in the team periods was sharper than the Raiders on both sides of the ball. So the Oakland people kind of looked up and saw all the turnovers that the Raiders had, um, a couple of penalties, which we know the Raiders have a history of. And it just seemed like, and if you listen to Ted Wynn or anybody else that was there today, that the Lions looked a little bit more sharp, a little bit more crisp than the Raiders. That doesn't mean that everybody had a perfect day. right? Frank Ragnow beat a couple of times, including once by Mario Edwards Jr. That was tweeted out by everybody today, that today was really the first day that we saw Frank Ragnow struggle against anybody. Here's what I take from that. Number one, he's a rookie, and it's going to happen. All right, He's been destroying pretty much everybody on the other side in a blue uniform or a white uniform in practice. Today, he got taken to school a couple of times by the Raiders. Number one, he's a rookie. That's going to take place. But number two, that's an indictment on the Lions' defensive line. Because if Ragnow's dominating everybody he's going up against here, then he goes and practices against the Raiders and they push him around a little bit. Part of that is, yes, you know, Ragnow struggling and, and going up against some new guys. But number two, it also might mean that the Raiders have more when it comes to the table on the D line than the Lions do. And we know this Oakland's best pass rusher isn't even there. Khalil Mack is holding out. And I saw one report today that said, well, if the Raiders trade Mack, where would be some places that he would go? And the Lions got mentioned. Oh my gosh, would I line up the Brinks truck 
to make a trade for Khalil Mack. Could you imagine? I still don't see that happening. There's no way that John Gruden has taken over the Oakland Raiders and not going to have Khalil Mack. I would think they would work that out. Same goes for the Rams and Aaron Donald. Those are arguably the two best football players at any position in the NFL. Khalil Mack is an absolute uh, uh, home wrecker at defensive end. And Aaron Donald, we know, is as dominant a football player as there is. So to sit here and wait for that Lions trade for Aaron Donald or Khalil Mack, yeah, keep waiting. I don't see that happening anytime uh, soon. All right, Lions and Raiders practice. We're talking about that. We're going to hear from Luke Wilson in a little bit. First, though, i got to tell you about my friends at Vivid Seats. What is Vivid Seats? Well, it's an online ticket marketplace, uh, event ticket marketplace, dedicated to providing fans, you guys, of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. All right? We got Lions football coming up very, very soon. We got the opener on Monday night against the Jets. What do you want to do at the start of the NFL season around the corner? You want to get into the ball game. All right? You want to get there. You want to be in the stadium. This season, don't sit around watching the Lions from home when you can be at Ford Field in the crowd, cheering in person. And you could do that thanks to our friends at Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is offering Locked On Lions listeners 10% off your first ticket order. When you use the exclusive promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, that's LOCKEDON. New customers only, and the offer is good through the end of this month. Get your tickets for Lions and Jets. Get your tickets for whatever you want, even if you want to go down to a Tiger game. All right, go to VividSeats.com. Preseason and regular season tickets available now. Lions kick off the home schedule, like I said, September 10th. You want to be there? Check out VividSeats.com uh, or download the, the podcast and enter promo code LOCKEDON, one word, all right? NFL's backed. LOCKEDON listeners, you're getting hooked up. VividSeats.com. That's V-I-V-I-D, Seats.com. Download the app, enter the promo code LOCKEDON for 10% off your first order. Season's almost here. Off-season's over. The NFL's back, and Vivid Seats wants help to help you get into the game. All right, so we talked about some of the people that struggled um, today and some of the people that had good days, more good days than bad, it appeared, from the Lions' perspective against the Raiders. And certainly we'll find out what Matt Patricia thought as he will talk again tomorrow morning before the two teams practice. That's been the protocol with Patricia. is kind of that Bill Belichick philosophy. He talks before practices and gets it out of the way and doesn't do any media until the next day. Uh, Jared Davis today got blown up a couple of times. The Lions' middle linebacker uh, by some fullbacks today and that was some one thing that was pointed out by a couple of people. Hey, look, here's the thing with Jared Davis. And he spoke uh, yesterday in Allen Park. Um, he's still learning. I, I think that you know the, the biggest thing that's a concern for the Lions is you know, Ziggy Ansah took part in a few individual drills today, but he wasn't in any of the team stuff yet. Without a healthy Ziggy Ansah, Ashawn Robinson's got to be healthy too. That's the biggest concern is right there in the middle of the field. And, and I think Jared Davis is going to have a better season than he had last year and he kind of came on toward the end of last season and was better than he was at the beginning and in the middle of the year I would say that is you know that that's a pretty accurate thing but Jared Davis as we know is undersized his biggest thing is going to be shedding shedding blockers uh and making tackles and making plays and really pushing and moving uh you know and 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 getting getting around people um you know, covering uh, tight ends, I would say, is going to be a big thing for Jared Davis as well. So I'll be interested in seeing how that works out. But today he got flattened on a couple of uh, uh, by by a couple of guys. Keith Smith, be, Keith Smith being one, um, the Raiders' fullback. And that you know, look, he, well, let's see how Jared plays on Friday. 
All right, these are just scrimmages. But he has to get better. And I think Jared Davis will get better once the Lions kind of figure out where they are on the defensive line and how healthy certain guys are and who's going to be there and who's not going to be there at the start of the season. That's the one thing. I think Ricky Jean Francois, from all people I've talked to, has been kind of a stabilizer so far as a veteran D tackle that can kind of move some bodies around and clog things up so that Jared Davis can be free to make tackles. And hopefully, and Tahir Whitehead was out there today for the Raiders, of course, but hopefully it's not like the Whitehead tackles of last year that were 12, 15 yards down the field. That's for sure. So Davis was a guy that got blown up a couple of times, um, certainly today. All right, so the Lions at tight end right now. We know this. Luke Wilson is the starter, listed on the unofficial depth chart yesterday as the number one tight end. I had a chance to chat with him yesterday in Allen Park and catch up with the Lions starting tight end. All right, here in Allen Park with Luke Wilson, the Lions' new starting tight end. Uh, ready to hit somebody else uh, tomorrow uh, in Oakland? Yeah, it'll be fun uh, getting out there, like you said, uh, kind of going against somebody different. It'll be a nice change up, but you know, it's a business trip. Heading down there, uh, it's going to be intense, you know. Guys competing, and I'm looking forward to it. How's camp going so far? How is it different from what you've done in the past? You know, it's very competitive, uh, which is kind of what I'm used to. Uh, you know, we're, uh, we're building a culture around here of hard work every day, and it's, it's been a lot of fun, you know, just being a, being a part of that. What's the competition been like at tight end, do you think? You know, uh, I don't know if we you'd use that. Like, at this stage, man, it's one of those things where you control, you can control. So for me, you know, when I get reps in there, I got to make the most of them, do the best I can, and all that other stuff. You know, they uh, the coaches review the film, they grade it, they decide who's doing what. So for me, I don't really uh, view it as a competition. I just control what I can control, and that's what I'm doing out there. Talking to Luke Wilson, do we overdo it in the media with how physical and how intense these these, these practices are, or has it been ramped up a little bit under Matt Patricia? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Not being here last year, I'm not sure uh, what. Uh, we got McGrath here, another new guy to the squad. I don't know what they're used to around here, um, but that's how we do things. So again, I don't know. I, to be honest, tough for me to answer. Uh, I've been, you know, I know it's cliche, but I'm pretty uh, focused in during camp. I haven't read much about the media, if that's the saying around here. I don't know. I guess, I guess I'll let them be the judge. But uh, from what I know, Coach Prisha, we're doing exactly what I expect. Final thing, this offense, um, in terms of it's all obviously starts with number nine, Matthew Stafford. How good can it be, and, and how comfortable are you in it so far? Yeah, no, I think it can be great. Uh, we got a lot of work to do. And for me personally, you know, a lot of it's just terminology and getting comfortable with the reps so that things become second nature, you know, kind of more minute details, which make a huge difference. Awesome, Luke. Great to meet you. Uh, uh, love the way you play, and, and welcome to Detroit. Thank you very much. Uh, that was fun. Always good to talk to Luke Wilson, the tight end of the Lions, a free agent signee from the Seattle Seahawks, and of course, a guy that's won a Super Bowl out in Seattle, getting an opportunity now to be that number one tight end. And this tight end group is a, is a very, very big question mark for the Lions. But really, tight ends have been a question mark for the Lions for a very, very long time. Uh, I mentioned it yesterday, going back to Brandon Pettigrew and Eric Ebron, the guys that the Lions have drafted have all been very one-dimensional. We know Ebron can run and get behind people, but not a very good blocker, not a good, very good pass catcher. Pettigrew was a great blocker, but never could separate from linebackers or safeties and drop too many balls. Luke Wilson's a guy with good size, a great attitude. Um, I forgot to ask him about Techno Thursdays, by the way, because he's a big Techno guy. But this tight end group, I think there's a lot of guys that can do a lot of things. The biggest question is going to be where exactly 
Uh, everybody fits. Wilson's got good size and should be the starter and might be a nice target for Matthew Stafford down the middle of the field. Michael Roberts, of course, the former fourth-round pick who struggled so far in this camp a little bit and had a rough scrimmage on Saturday. What about him? I was impressed. I will say this. Levine Tuolo, number 87, the big tight end they signed from the Falcons, that guy is a monster. He's huge. The Lions tight ends, and Vallis as well, Hakeem Vallis, the Lions tight ends are big. That's a big, big group. Uh, all real bulky. Wilson more taller than 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 his bulkier uh, than not as bulky as let's say Vallis and Tuaolo. The question will be, how does it shake out? Which three of those four guys have I mentioned? You know, Wilson's going to make the team. The Lions signed him for a reason. Uh, but what are the Lions going to do? You know, at tight end the rest of the way. Who are the backups going to be? What kind of depth are they going to have? But the thing about Luke Wilson is, and you heard him talk, and you know he's been he's been patriciated a little bit in terms of everything that he wants to say. Team guy, winner, comes from a winning program with Seattle, and now is going to get an opportunity finally to be the starter and not be in the shadows of other tight ends that have been in Seattle, including Jimmy Graham, that he's played behind. So I'm excited to see uh, how this Luke Wilson uh, experiment uh, definitely uh, checks out. All right, one more thing here before we wrap up uh, Locked on Lions for this uh, Tuesday into Wednesday. i got to give a shout-out and a happy birthday to my main man, Albert Dale, engineer to the stars, AD turning 48 today. We love you, Albert. Happy birthday to my friend, Albert Dale. All right, one last thing very quickly about the Lions and where they are in the division and what's going on around the NFL. We all know that the Lions and the Packers and the Bears, everybody's looking up at the Minnesota Vikings after the incredible 13-win season that the Vikings had last year, which then propelled them into the NFC Championship game before they lost to Philadelphia Eagles. We know how good, how good this Vikings team is, and now they've got Kirk Cousins, they've got a healthy Dalvin Cook back, etc. Vikings are a little bit of a, enamored in a minor controversy today. As known psycho and free agent offensive lineman Richie Incognito uh, publicly said that he was going to, uh, uh, there had been some interest from the Minnesota Vikings to sign him to a contract. And Mike Zimmer came out today and said that's uh, that's a falsehood, that's not correct, erroneous report, and everything else, and and Richie's wrong. Well, uh, Incognito um, has tweeted out today, An hour ago, Mike Zimmer is a, and then in all caps, the F word, liar. Mike Zimmer is a bleeping liar. Then Incognito also tweeted out, I just released the screen grabs of my conversations with Coach Sperano. Hashtag facts. Tony Sperano has passed away. Tony Sperano has been, uh, unfortunately, uh, dead for a, a month or so. And it's a, it's a huge loss for the NFL family. Sperano's a great guy. He was a head coach of the Dolphins. It was a terrific, it was a terrific, did a terrific job with the Vikings uh, on their offensive line last year as the O-line coach. And, you know, all, all this stuff is out there. And basically, Incognito has put out a bunch of texts with Sperano basically talking about, uh, you know, you know, can I come to Minnesota? Sounds good. You know, we'll, we'll see if this can happen. Enjoy your vacation. Um, you know, all, all this stuff. And, <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't confirm anything that he was going to be signed by the Vikings. There was no promise in these text messages from Tony Sperano that he was going to be signed. And, you know, the, the, Mike Zimmer 
coming out and, and, and going public and, and saying, hey, look, these things are, are false, you just wonder, you never want your team to be in, embroiled in any kind of controversy or anything that involves a guy like Richie Incognito, who's got a terrible history around the NFL. And now that he has called Mike Zimmer a bleeping liar, he's probably going to be blackballed. He won't be in the league, and he certainly isn't going to be signed by the Vikings. But it's just something to watch and something that the Vikings have to deal with. There's one thing we're talking about with the Lions. It is that they're not dealing with anything. When it comes to uh, uh, controversies, contracts, holdouts, guys smoking pot, you know, the, the Callaway kid, the fourth-round pick, the Browns uh, signed the or drafted the wide receiver, busted for pot, all these things, none of it is connected to Detroit. The Lions are clean as a whistle and not dealing with any type of controversy. So if this is a little bit of a smudge on the Vikings' reputation right now, so be it. But I had to point it out. That'll do it for Locked On Lions for today. Thanks to our friends at Vivid Seats. Download the app or go to vividseats.com to get your tickets. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.